Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean and Beyond podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Over the last couple days, I've received emails and messages from friends of mine who sent me the obituary of Larry Party, which was printed in the New York Times. A couple of these people knew that I knew Larry Party. A couple did not know that. So I want to share with you my memories of Larry Party. Let's go about how I actually met Larry. If you've listened to my past podcasts, you know that one of the primary inspirations for me becoming a sailor was Robin Graham's solo sail around the world, which was chronicled by National Geographic back in the 70s. So Robin Graham was the man who motivated me to become a sailor, inspired me with the dream of traveling by sailboat, and planted that in me as a young man, probably when I was about 14 years old, and that dream never went away. So with that dream firmly planted in my brain, I went about doing everything that I could possibly do to make that dream come true. (laughs) Along with the fact that I'd never been on a boat, and I didn't have any friends or family that owned boats, and I was living in Utah, which is a landlocked state. Nonetheless, I've chronicled about how I became a sailor in past episodes. But along that trip to become a sailor, I started reading books written by Larry and Lynn Party. The first one is, the first book, as I recall, was Sailing in Seraphim, a 23 or 24 foot boat where they chronicled their taking this tiny boat and sailing it around the world. And then I eagerly awaited every other book that they came out with. And my bookshelf at home contains almost all of their books, except for the absolutely wonderful book that Larry wrote about how to build a wooden boat. I've never been able to find a copy of that book. I know it exists, but it was a very short run. But it's a textbook, not a novel. I don't ever plan on actually building a wooden boat. I'm enjoying watching Leo from the YouTube channel Samson Boat Company build his wooden boat, a Bristol Channel Cutter, or a Pilot Cutter. So after I'd gone through all the stages of reading everything I could, I decided it was time to choose what kind of boat I was going to build, and I started doing research Because if Larry could build his boat and sail it around the world, I could build my boat and sail it around the world. Well, I knew I wasn't going to build a hull, so I was looking for hulls where I could finish. And there were several hulls that I looked at, and I threw a couple of them out the window immediately because they just did not point to windward. The one one in particular I'm thinking of is the West Sail 32, a double-ended boat. They were selling hulls alone and allowing people to finish the boat. I looked at that one seriously, but I decided to go against that one because the reviews I read on it pointed out that it just did not point very well. And also, 
I was really enamored by the Lyle Hess design boats, which were the boats that parties built. First, they built Seraphin, which was a design by Lyle Hess. Interestingly, a naval architect that lived up in Idaho. And the second boat they built was Talison, which was about a foot longer than my boat. I think it's 29 feet on deck. The Bristol Channel Cutter that I have is a Lyle Hess design boat. The hull and deck were built by Sam Moore's company in Costa Mesa, California. Sam passed away many years ago. He was a wonderful gentleman. And Lyle Hess, who I had the opportunity to speak to on the phone one time, has also passed away. So when I decided I wanted to buy a Lyle Hess designed Bristol Channel Cutter, basically the same boat that Larry and Lynn Party owned or had built, I took a trip down to Costa Mesa, California, and I met with Sam Moores of Sam Moores Company, and I asked him to find somebody to take me out on one of his boats that he had built. He arranged for me to meet who is now my long, long friend, Doug Schmuck. Doug Schmuck and his wife, Barb, took my wife and I out for a day sail. We became friends. I ended up going back down several times to Costa Mesa, California. He lived in Newport Beach and went sailing with him multiple times out to Catalina Island and areas around Southern California. Doug came to Salt Lake one time. Doug knew Larry and Lynn Party, and he came to Salt Lake and he said, Franz, I'm going to go meet Marsh Party, who is Larry Party's brother, and he lives in Salt Lake. Why don't you come with me? We're going to go skiing. So we all met up to go skiing, and that was my first meeting with Larry Party and also Lynn Party. So I developed a very strong friendship with his brother, who was much younger than Larry, Marsh Party, who lived in Salt Lake at the time. Marsh is a brilliant mechanical engineer and has his own company called QD Tech, headquartered in Sarasota, Florida. He develops very specialized downhole tools for the exploration industry. But at the time, Marsh lived in Salt Lake. And when Larry would come to town, Larry and Lynn would come to town to, to visit Marsh, they would invite us over and we would have dinner together, eventually to include also their parents. So I did end up meeting the whole party family, Larry and Lynn, Marsh, and Marsh's wife, Lainey, and Larry and Marsh's parents, who lived up in Canada. They were all from Canada, the British Columbia area of Canada. By this time, I had actually started building my boat. And I was basically what you might call a party groupie, because I was trying to do everything like Larry Party did. And one of the things that Larry Party did on his boat that I wanted to do on my boat was to make sure I had hand-spliced rigging, standing rigging. Well, I got a book on hand splice rigging and started doing some practice splices. <laughs> they looked absolutely terrible. I could not figure out how to start the splice. Once the splice was started, then it was very easy to do wire splicing, eye splicing around a thimble. So I would make these practice splices and I would put them on well, I would test out the strength of them, and I could never break one of the splices, but they just looked like crap because they weren't started very well. 
Well, Larry came over while I was building my boat in my backyard and took a look at the construction process. And he said, Franz, you're doing everything right, and the good thing is you're not overbuilding. He said, what home builders tend to do is overbuild. They tend to put in more weight than is needed because they say, well, if a quarter inch is is good, well, three-quarter inches is even better. Or if a three-quarter inch bulkhead is good, well, let's make it an inch and a half thick bulkhead. So I was building it according to the plans that I had from Sam Moores, who got his plans from Lyle Hess. But I asked Larry, I said, Larry, I'm having the hardest time starting the splice. Can you show me how to start a splice? So we went into my my little workshop, pulled out a piece of, um, I think it was 3 sixteenths, 7 by 19 stainless steel cable, wire rope. And he took it, we set it into the vise, and he started it. And I said, stop right there. I cut it off, and that splice, or that starting of the splice, sits exactly where I know it is if I ever go back and need to do a wire splice, an eye splice on wire rope. I ended up not doing my own rope splices. I realized that I could hire a professional to do the eye splices, and they would look much better than mine did. My Brigging is now over 30 years old on my boat. It looks wonderful. I've had one failure in my rigging, and that is the one piece of rigging, standing rigging, that had a swedged fitting on it. I am not a fan of swedged fittings. That is where the failures always occur in standing rigging. It's not a cable. It's always the fittings. In an ice splice, you can always see if there's any damage to the splice. But the one swedged fitting I had, which was on the bobstay of the boat, actually broke while my boat was sitting in a yard over the winter. The bobstay was sitting on the ground with the swedged fitting (laughs) broken. So, again, I do not trust swedged fittings at all. I'm very happy with my hand splice rigging on my boat. That's as a result of Larry Party's suggestions and following his advice. The other thing that I look on my boat every time I get on my boat is my portholes. Larry Party made his own patterns for his portholes, and he loaned those portholes to me, those patterns to me, so that I could take them to a foundry and have my own portholes cast up from his patterns. The other thing on my boat is my vane steering gear. Larry designed a brilliant self-steering vane for the Bristol Channel Cutter. I copied him and made my own steering gear myself. Mike Anderson in Newport Beach, California, actually makes these commercially for the Bristol Channel Cutter, but I made my my own. And also I shared with Mike Anderson my pattern for the water jet cutting of my a uh, part of my self-steering gear you can look more you can see more about my self-steering gear if you go on youtube and also at the website i've got a link to the video on how my self-steering gear works nonetheless larry and lynn party have had a direct impact on my life 
I knew that he was in poor health and had been for a few years, and he was in a nursing home. Lynn is still out there actively engaged in the sailing community, promoting the books. Lynn was the writer. Larry was the builder. Marsh and Laney Party are now dear friends of ours. We went scuba diving together this year in the Cayman Islands. Marsh and Laney, Larry's younger brother and sister-in-law, became very good friends of ours, and we would regularly get together and play bridge with them. They taught us how to play bridge, my wife and I, how to play bridge. Well, before I launched my boat, I needed to actually measure how long the standing rigging individual pieces needed to be. Marsh came over to my house. We laid out the mast, and he had been a rigger professionally for a period of time in his life. And we measured all of my stays and shrouds and sent the measurements down to the rigger, and I delivered the stainless steel cable to him. And when we launched my boat, Marsh, Marsh Party came up to Bellingham, Washington, and helped me rig my boat. And except for the one time where I took my mast down and shipped it across the country, that rigging has been there ever since. So even though I was not a very close friend of Larry Party, Larry Party affected me immensely in my life, to the better. Without reading his books, I wouldn't have met my friend Doug Schmuck. I wouldn't have a boat like Tallison, my boat, which is a Lyle has designed Bristol Channel Cutter. I wouldn't have met Marsh and Laney Party, his brother, his younger brother. And I wouldn't have had many, many of these experiences. So I've been deeply affected by the writings of Larry and Lynn Party. He will be missed. This year I also lost another good friend of mine, Jack Mahoney, who I used to go sailing with out of Ventura, California. He passed away after a 10-year battle with Parkinson's disease. So, in the end, all that really matters is the memories you create. So make a few. Go sailing.